What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain. Welcome to episode 194 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. I'd like to give a big shout out to our new listeners from Hong Kong and Paraguay. That brings our total to 68 countries. If you'd like to help us reach more people in more countries, please like, subscribe, follow, and share the link with your friends. Or click on the support link in this episode's description. Your donation of any amount could change a life. If you'd like to get our curriculum, you can get the paperback or ebook of From Ashes to Destiny on Amazon. When we come back, we'll get into this episode entitled Patience or Revenge. Welcome back to episode 194 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast entitled Patience or Revenge. I want to give a big welcome to my friends in recovery from the U.S. and South Africa and thank you guys for your participation in this group. As before, I'll be keeping them anonymous, but I'll be saying their answers as if we were having a live group meeting. So guys, here's your thought for today. It's a quote that's said to derive from a Chinese or Japanese proverb advocating patience rather than revenge. And the quote is, if you sit by the river long enough, you will see the body of your enemy float by. It's a a good quote. Can you share one example from your life of how patience worked out for you in the long run instead of revenge? Ben, you want to get us started today? Sure, David. I think the Lord had me sit down by the river for four years and two months. That was how long I was incarcerated. What's interesting is the Lord walked me to the river, which I think took about a 30-day journey before he sat me down next to the river. I know what I'm saying might sound confusing, but it was about a month that I spent in a homeless shelter before I went to prison that the Lord was preparing my heart for prison. I'd been in the streets for years strung out on heroin and crystal meth, and it landed me in a homeless shelter where a series of events led me to stay there as a resident, and I began to get healthy, whole, and sober. Immediately following, I went to prison because I had, of course, been a thief when I was in my addiction, and it all caught up with me, and they gave me a total of 20 years in prison, of which I served four years and some months. Bottom line, God took me incomprehensibly deep when it came to the soul while I was in prison. I was one of the few inmates that didn't just sleep, eat, and do my time. I went to every Bible study that was available, every class that was available, and I read every book I could get my hands on that had to do with self-improvement. Needless to say, there was a lot of bitterness, anger, and hurt that I discovered in my soul in those four years, and I saw many dead bodies float by me as I sat next to that river. I tell people that prison became a palace because I had Jesus. I think we misconstrue the idea of Jesus and think of him as some gentle, kind person that smiles for the stained glass picture in the Catholic Church. Don't get me wrong. He is kind and gentle, 
but he's also the one with the sledgehammer that goes deep into the soil of your heart and helps you mine out all of the poisonous stones that lie deep in the soil of your soul. I've been out of prison now a touch over 14 years, and I still look back on that time as the most formative time of my life. And it was me, Jesus, and a lot of sparks flying from the sledgehammer and shovel as he and I hammered down into the depths of my soul that made me the man I am today. I live a lot lighter now, and the one lesson of many lessons that stick out is to be quick to forgive. Life's too short to prioritize in my life anymore. Thanks for sharing your journey with us, Ben. I like the image of hammering down deep in your soul to mine out the poisonous stones of anger and bitterness and hurt that make you the man you are today with no time to prioritize enemies in your life anymore. Charlie, what do you think of this topic today? David, it's a great one for me. I'm a professional revenge artist, I must say, a collector of resentments, and a superpower in making even my best supporters enemies. This is a hard topic, though, to discuss, because I'd like to say when I found Christ in recovery, all that has slipped away. Truth be told, it often has. I've had many days in recovery living in peace, joy, and forgiveness. It requires picking up my cross daily and surrendering to the Lord. I'm still a work in progress, and right now the enemy is blasting my mind. And the example of patience is a tough one for me to even talk about where it's worked, because I know the truth and that Jesus is for us, and I know that when Satan attacks us, this too shall pass. And so I have to remember to choose to put on the full armor of God, turn my actions to praise, prayer, and worship for as long as it takes. And as a result of that patience, I don't use, I don't harm, and I don't remain in a negative mental attitude. These past few months, I've been wanting to show people you don't mess with me like that and get away with it. But I've been turning to God in prayer instead and believe his joy is my only strength so that I may let go and forgive myself and others. Shaw, Charlie, that's awesome to see your change from being a professional revenge artist to a man who leans into his faith to find the strength to let go and forgive yourself and others. Harry, what are your thoughts on this topic? David, this one on patience was a bigger issue for me because my pride and ego was hurt and continuously destroyed. I had people who were in active addiction gossiping about me, slandering me, and laughing at me and calling everyone we knew to tell them if they heard the news that I was always relapsing and failing in life. They loved seeing me fall every time. When I came into knowing about Christ and had a few months clean, God revealed to me that I needed to warn the person who was kind of tormenting me. So I took my late pastor 
and went to this individual's house and explained to him why I was there. I advised him to change his ways as he lived a life of being a hypocrite because he was an addict, an alcoholic, and an adulterer, and a non-Christian. The guy laughed it off and asked us to leave and continued in his life and his lifestyle. He continued persecuting me to everyone I knew, and a lot of people pulled away from me and broke off friendships with me because of him. I was told to let those relationships go, as they were not true friends that I needed in my life. And by that time, I started making new friends in my new church and was introduced to a whole lot of new people who knew about my addictions and supported me and supported new ways of life. As some time went by, I finally got the call that the person who'd been persecuting me had died. The sad part about his death is that people believed all his lies and they put him on a pedestal thinking he was a great humanitarian. But his family found out about all his secrets and they were totally destroyed when the truth revealed itself. This was the most intense revealing moment to me of how God can fight our battles. Wow. Thanks, Harry. It's definitely hard when someone continually is gossiping about you and your friends believe his lies rather than talking to you about what they heard. But as you said, we grow in patience when we realize that it may not be our battle to fight. Freddie, you ready to close us off today? Sure, David. If I can be blunt, I was a pissed off victim, a mortal and martyr, until I worked the steps and made spiritual connections. I had a lot of anger and resentment to work through. I was most upset at myself for not being able to drink right, to just be able to be a social drinker and enjoy myself like all so many other people. I was mad at the imprisonment of addiction. I was mad at God for inflicting me with the disease of addiction. I was mad at my clients for firing me, mad at my wife for not understanding me, mad at my siblings about money issues from 20 years earlier, mad at my psychiatrist for getting me hooked on Xanax. Well, doing steps four and five of the 12 steps helped me work through my resentments, harms, and fears. In most of these situations, I realized it was either my fault or I learned to accept things that I couldn't change. As a result, I've held on to a few quotes that helped me deal with resentments, anger, and revenge. They helped me then, and I still fall back on them as reminders today. The first one is, never respond to an angry person with a fiery com comeback, even if they deserve it. Don't allow their anger to become your anger. The second one, the more anger you hold in your heart towards the past, the less capable you are of living the present. The third one, for every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. And I'd like to just share with the group some of the lyrics from Mike and the Mechanic song, Living Years because I think it really fits this. 
And it goes like this. Every generation blames the one before and all of their frustrations come beating on your door. I know that I'm a prisoner to all my father held so dear. I know that I'm a hostage to all his hopes and fears. I just wish I could have told him in the living years. Wow. Thanks so much, Freddie. I do like your quotes, especially the one that says, the more anger you hold in your heart towards the past, the less capable you are of loving the present. And I think we do need to stay focused on the living years and love the present and really uncover those ways like you did from Mike and the Mechanics song about the things that might keep us prisoner. All those people we're mad at and angry at and the things that we look at that were unfair. And to get back to the original quote, I think as we just reflect on what all you guys have shared, that we can see ourselves sitting by that river long enough with the truth that we will see the bodies of our enemies float by if we just sit by the river. Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. If you were saying that's me, I need to figure out how to sit down by that river because I'm more active in my anger, my hatred, being mad at people and seeking revenge than I need to be. Then it's time now to reach out and join a group. Message me on the link in this podcast or by email at davidfromatd at gmail.com or go to my website www.fromatd.org and click on the contact page. If you're listening on Spotify, you can leave your comments by clicking on the link they provide in that platform. Tune in Monday for our next episode, and as always, stay safe and stay resilient.